guys and welcome to another episode of Two Tired Moms. I am your lovely host, Victoria, and I've also got with me. Yep. <laughs> um, this is Shirley. Um, sorry, I just find it funny. Um, lovely host. I don't know why. Wow. That <laughs> not that she's not. <laughs> we the baby. No shade. No shade. No shade. <laughs> Wow, okay, okay, yeah, Shelly's here. <laughs> we've, got, <laughs> we've got two wonderful guests with us today. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Oh, Hi guys, I'm Gloria. Um, I am a twin mum. My girls are three and um, I blog occasionally on Instagram. Um, just sharing uh, the journey really. I hate having to introduce myself. I'm always like, oh, what do I say? It's so awkward. But yeah, that's me anyway. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Hazel. I'm also a twin mum. Uh, I've got two-year-old girls. And um, I also occasionally blog as well on Instagram. And you can find me on honestlyhazel.com. I think we should, we should, we need to find a mum with twin boys. I want to compare. I do know one. I'm going to try and get a run. But yeah, back to you guys. <laughs> um, right, very Wow, twin mom. Honestly, do you know what? Yeah, I used to think I wanted twins. And after having one child, my number one prayer has been, God, I don't want twins. Mm. Like, no. <laughs> If it, ha- if it happens, I'm shutting all the doors. I'm locked. I'm moving my room. It's not going to happen. Oh my goodness! Like, no, I don't want. But that's me. How we just just in general? How has your experience been like having twin girls? Like, because obviously there's two at once. It's busy. <laughs> yeah, definitely busy. It's a lot, but it's also fun. I feel like um, obviously there's hard work it's everything yeah, times literally. two but it is it's fun as well it's especially fun. as they get older and you just watch them interact with one another and see them play it's just it's really yeah. sweet but will I have another child hmm, I don't know yeah we'll come back to that that's one question <laughs> that I want to ask like are you guys planning on having any more after you've had twins like is that even is that even a question that your husband needs to ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, sometimes my husband and I talk about it. Like, would we have more? And we're both, we both just look at each other like, oh, do we want to do it again? Like, sometimes I feel like I do because I want to feel, I want to know what it feels like to the just have the term. one yeah. child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then is that really enough? Because it's just, it's really hectic. And I feel like doing it, with the girls once we do it and we get it out of the way that's it then we can just continue to enjoy our lives as like the four of us and my hubby and I together but then if we go again then it's like starting all over I guess maybe it'll be easier it's something that we still consider but we're we're just like "Mm, not right now sorry you also have to remember that there's a possibility that it might be twins again. Twins again. That's what exactly. everyone says no. to me. <laughs> no. Yeah, everyone says that. Everyone says that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not willing to take that risk. 
but before we kind of get into the whole exciting of things, guys, um, I wanted to kind of like go back to kind of the beginning when you found out you were having twins. Like, you know, how, what was your reaction? What was that of your partners, your family? Ooh. Tell us all. You know what? When I found out that we were having twins, I was honestly shocked. Like the, the doctor told us when we were having our scan and for like that a whole hour afterwards we couldn't actually say anything to each other we were just looking at each other <laughs> I remember we went out to, to eat and um again yeah we just couldn't say anything we were so shocked it was just it was laughable honestly oh it was laughable yeah that's the same with me so it was like what's funny actually because I've always wanted twins I've all I feel like I spoke my twins into existence mm. if you believe in in, wow. in that but I'm a Christian and I believe and the thing is when I was saying I want twins I want twins it's not like I was praying it like oh god please give me all like oh I like it's not like it, I was saying mm. it in prayer or anything like that it was literally yeah. just talking to my friends like yeah hopefully yeah. I have twin girls or hopefully I have twins and it would just be this and that I just used to just say it but I never like so it's weird like when I found out I was having twins like me and my hubby weren't even married then but we literally just started laughing I laughed and cried because it was just weird it was like I was so shocked and then I was like thinking god are you playing games like I believe that you can speak things into existence but you know when it happens you're just like what yeah like what the hell like it was just so sh- I was I was really shocked but I was even more shocked that I had been saying it for years and then it happens. It just, it was just really weird. I, I totally get what you mean about, you know, how God has spoken things into existence. Because for us, obviously, it took us a little while to, you know, have a child. And we were just, you know, praying that we would have one. So when he now blessed us with two, you know, we decided to name our girls, um, you know, with Hebrew meaning. So one, Anaya means um, God is, God has answered and then Natalia means God is great. So for us, it's like that That yeah. just has a lot of meaning for us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That is beautiful. Love it. Oh, <laughs> gosh. But again, what what is weird is, I guess, for me, I actually know Hazel's <laughs> husband. It's a small world. <laughs> small world. Um, so I, I actually remember when he said mm-hmm. um, you guys were having twins. And I was just like, oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Like, I was just so, like, amazed and um, it is it is definitely a blessing just having twins, but I can't even imagine, like, you know, of mm-hmm. course, the work that comes with it. Um, but how, how was um, your pregnancy, like, carrying twins? Um, For me? Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. Both. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, carrying twins, I think, luckily for me, my pregnancy was pretty easy compared to how a lot of people describe theirs. Um, I think I carried quite small and, you know, I was still quite active at work. And, um, you know, generally I think the pregnancy went well. I didn't have any morning sickness, just a little bit of nausea. Um, so for me, the pregnancy itself was really, is really good. But obviously there were a lot of risks with, you know, having twins and where there's um, risk of twin to twin transfusion syndrome. So we were having like biweekly appointments at a specialist clinic so every two weeks we were going to have a scan so I mean that did take its toll on us but at the same time I was happy that you know things were being checked and we were you know constantly being looked after so I mean for me the, the pregnancy wasn't too bad actually sorry Hazel what does that twin mean twin. Like, it's um, so basically twin. when you yeah. have um twins 
and especially if they're identical, they basically share the same placenta. So if, um, so for example, one twin could then be taking more of the blood or taking more of the nutrients from the other twin and one can grow to be bigger and the other one could grow small. And obviously there is risk of, of death there. So, you know, they do constant checks to make sure that both babies are growing healthfully, equally. And, you know, because even when you give birth as well, that's why they always recommend cesarean. Because obviously when yeah. you take out one of the babies, the other yeah. one could then lose oxygen. And, and yeah, but it's, um, oh, wow. you know, having twins is not easy. Everyone says, oh, well, we want to have <laughs> twins. You don't know the risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. But it's similar with me. Like, my pregnancy was so smooth. Like, that's why sometimes I say, I wonder what it would be like to just have one child. Because I know, like, a lot of my friends who have just have been pregnant with just the one, like, their pregnancy journey was a lot, like, not difficult, but just, you know, they were quite sick all the time and things like that. And I didn't really have that. I probably threw up like maybe three times in the morning throughout my whole pregnancy and like Hazel said I was really active at work I was training new starters I was literally and I was living in Northampton working in Aylesbury so like Buckingham and I was driving and I stopped working like four weeks before I had the girls I was just I just had a lot of energy like and I didn't feel Obviously, there were days where obviously you start to like, as your stomach gets bigger, you just, it's natural. You start to feel like, okay, I'm carrying heavy load. But um, I literally had so much energy and I didn't mind working. Um, I think sometimes I was emotional. I went through like an emotion. I was very just emotional, just trying to figure out how my life was going to change. I was 24 and my husband and I weren't even married then. So it was just, I think I was emotional just trying to figure out how life was gonna like go for me but with like like physically like the pregnancy was just amazing I always say the girls were so good to me (laughs) like they were so good to me and like Hazel said as well I was I mean my girls are non-identical so um I still had to go I had to get a scan every four weeks because they always said that I was high risk because just because I was having twins but um yeah, like everything was always fine every time I was going. It just, it was just, it literally felt just really smooth. Everything just went well. I had really low iron and that was about it really. It was just perfect. It was literally a really good pregnancy. That's why I always think like, if I have another child, like I just want to know what it feels, not what it feels like to have a bad pregnancy, mm. but just maybe like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know like, what you mean, yeah. If I had one child, like, yeah, it's just like that. Just in my mind. Yeah, exactly, it's true, so no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's weird? Like, you say that, but I don't think you've missed out on anything because kind of like from my experience of um, carrying only one child, um, I don't think there's anything that's any different to what you've experienced except for like I experienced a lot of um I felt quite sick a lot um up to like I think 16 weeks but aside from that I I was pretty much you know energetic um still worked there wasn't anything different to it to be honest Vicky what, what about you no just like you I had a low iron as well that was mostly that was probably the bane of my pregnancy just a low iron but I I was pretty much very energetic on the A13 constantly out and about yeah it was pretty much the 
good pregnancy. So, like I said, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I'm not even wishing for, like, I, I don't want anything dramatic. Yeah. I just, I sometimes feel like, I wonder what it feels like to just have one baby yeah. kicking in your stomach. Because, like, when the girls were, like, in my stomach, it was like, like, are they, are you guys playing together? It just, my stomach was mm-hmm. always going, like, <laughs> having two, <laughs> having two babies in there, just, like, kicking away. So I just feel like I wonder if I'd find like having one baby easier or harder than having two, like being pregnant with two at the same time. It's just my curiosity. I'm, I'm curious not, like, as well. I would like to, yeah, to see how yeah. it feels just to carry one child and just to, you know, I wonder if it would be easier, you know, would it yeah. be slightly more difficult? You know, would I be more sick? Yeah. I would like to experience it though. You know, like my husband yeah. and I have kind of, <laughs> you know contemplated on the idea of having more kids and everyone does keep saying oh you know what if you have twins again or what if you have triplets but I I mean I would like to expand my family we'll see how it goes I guess (laughs) (laughs) I mean for now what I'm happy about is the fact that there's two of them they they actually complement each other and they keep each other company and that's what I love Mm, and for me that's sweet and I, I do feel like if I was to have another child, would that child feel like the odd one out? Would they feel lonely? Left out, yeah. Does that mean I, I now have to have well. a fourth child? Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. But it's so it's so weird, kind of like from obviously we all have children, but to see like the kind of different perceptions of like how you guys hold and see, you know, in terms of uh, other siblings and you know your thoughts around that. Because for me, I have one, like you know, a son, and I'm just like. As much as I want more kids, I'm just like, yeah, I can wait. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm literally like, if the if this is just one child, like I, I'm I'm struggling to kind of see like having two children and mm-hmm. how to manage that. Yeah. But I guess you guys are doing that so simultaneously that for you you can just see you know if I have another one I don't from how you guys speak there isn't any hesitation of having another one if that makes sense oh no I there's hesitation (laughs) on my side (laughs) because I think the only reason why my husband and I sort of like think about it is because we're like oh do we want a boy do it's not for me I'm not like big on gender I'm just like a child is a child but then yeah. I think for my husband, I think it's natural for, for a man mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I wonder what it'd be like to have yeah, a, have yeah. a boy. And I don't want to be yeah. selfish and be like, well, because I know if I had twin boys, I would be like, babe, we need to go. <laughs> I need a girl. Like, I need yeah, it. So yeah. I feel like um, that's the only reason why we talk about it, because I don't even think my husband really, really wants another child. I think he just plays with the idea of having mm. a son. And obviously there's yeah. that. Yeah, there's that thing where it might not be a boy, might be twins exactly. again. It's like, do you know what I mean? There's no. That's the reason why I I'm hesitant because I'm actually quite okay with the girls. Like with it just be yeah. with us being a family mm-hmm. of four, I'm like more than all right with it. But, yeah, um, yeah, and I just don't know if I have the energy for like the girls keep me on my toes. I can't imagine. Boy, I can't even imagine. Child. I can't imagine. I'm here. I'm here. You know really getting exhausted and, and dying of <laughs> one. <laughs> but um, just kind of going in keeping with that, 
in terms of kind of your labor stories if you guys don't mind asking um how was it kind of like towards the end of the pregnancy um yeah just sharing a little bit about that with us you know what obviously where I was going for regular scans I was I had like a consultant and then I had a, another doctor one one doctor was saying to me yeah. oh you know you're you know just because you're having twins doesn't mean you can't try naturally and you know that kind of got my hopes up I was thinking oh, I, could, I could actually try a natural birth and then I would go to the specialist consultant yeah. and he would be like no don't listen to that doctor you have to have oh, a cesarean you know it's the safest way you don't really have a choice to be honest and that kind of just crushed my dreams a little bit because you know I always thought oh as a, yeah. as a woman as a mom you know I would love to you know go through that natural process of of labor um mm. and obviously I didn't yeah. get any of that you know it was you know let's come to this appointment on this time this date and we're gonna you know basically have your babies and the process was a little bit difficult you know going in having to actually have the epidural um, you know, but it, it was such an amazing experience. You know, my husband was there in the operating room as well. So, you know, bringing the babies out and just seeing them cry. And, you know, it was honestly, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. But the drugs, <laughs> the anesthetic they gave me was starting to wear off. And I had to tell them, you know, I'm oh starting goodness. to feel nauseous. So they gave me more. And then as it was kind of coming down, I started shaking so my body was literally shaking wow. and, you know, they tried to give me the babies to try and breastfeed. And I was like, listen, I can't, I feel unsafe carrying the babies the way I, I'm feeling right now. So for me, like coming out of that experience wasn't the best for me, but, you know, I wouldn't change anything for the world. The healing process was, it wasn't actually that bad, you know, it, even though it's major surgery, like it really wasn't that bad. And, you know, I would do it again, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. I would do the whole thing again. Yeah. Wow. That I was actually. Yeah. Sorry. Go for um, it. Yeah. So for me, my consultant and doctor were both saying, like, really pushing for me to go natural. Um, obviously, they let me know that there's a high chance that we could um, have to do uh, an emergency C-section. But they literally just kept saying, yeah, just because you're having twins, it doesn't matter. We can still go natural. That's what we're always going to push for first. And I was really happy about that because I really wanted a natural um, birth. So because with twins, they don't let you go full term. So they already like gave me a date to come in to be induced. And it was a Monday. So when I went in, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have the babies on a Monday. <laughs> I got induced thinking that day I would have the girls. And literally the late, it was just so slow, like nothing was happening. And I really didn't want a C-section. So I think on the Tuesday they were like, OK, nothing's happening. What do you want to do? And I literally begged. I was like, please induce me again, please. Like, oh, my goodness, I won't forget it. And they did. They said they usually don't, but they induced me. They put like they gave me a pessary again and nothing happened. It was well, it was building up. but It was still really slow. And one of my girls started her heart rate started dropping. So we had to have an emergency C-section. 
And I remember in the beginning, I, I, I was crying. I was like, why is my body not working? Mm. Like, I was really emotional. Mm. Yeah. And I had my mum there and my husband there. And I was just like, I just feel like I'm letting my girls down. Like, why isn't my body working? I just want it to just, why isn't it working? And then my mum just said to me, look, it's not about how you get them out. It's just to get them out safe and make sure you're safe as well. And then after that, after my mum speaking to me, we just... we were just ready to go in and just get them out and it just it was so nice to just it was just so beautiful like to have to see them and my husband see them like come out of my I just I remember just crying my eyes out seeing them but yeah I mean it took four days so they came out on we got the we did the c-section on Thursday yeah I went into the hospital on Monday and then got induced again Tuesday night nothing happened and then Thursday evening they said okay yeah emergency c-section so they came on Thursday so it felt quite long but because I had so much support my mum and my husband was there all the time my sisters were like in and out bringing me things so it was just it was overall it was a really good experience but I think because I was bang on trying to like have them naturally I was a bit disappointed when we had to go for an emergency c-section but all in all it was just having the girls come out healthy and yeah which it was yeah so it was really good yeah I guess you've kind of like touched on um my next question um I was going to kind of ask like was was your birth experience what you thought it was going to be like um or how did you imagine things would be but I guess you've you've said a little bit about feeling quite disappointed with the fact that you know you had really wanted to have a natural birth experience Um, what about you, Hazel? Did, did that yeah, come I mean, obviously, when they told me that I would, you know, have to have the cesarean, obviously, I was feeling a little bit disappointed. But I think what just made me come around to the idea was just the safety of the twins. And I think that's what was the most yeah. important thing, you know, making sure that they're, you know, they're born healthy, that I'm not putting them at risk mm. because of my own kind of needs or wants, um, you know, so it, it it was kind of what I expected I think I you know googled everything and you know when you kind of do your research before you have kids and you know it was basically how I expected everything to go and you know obviously my husband was very very supportive you know he was always kind of by my side during the whole time after we had the girls and um you know I think it really it really went quite well If for me, I think, um, like you, Gloria, um, that that sense of obviously, I I did sort of have a natural birth, but um, it was the same thing of um, Lex's heart rate started kind of plummeting, mm. and even at at that that point, you just, I, I think you, you just use all senses. You forget, you know, what you have mm, written on yeah. the birth plan. You're it's like, I just want my baby to mm-hmm, be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and going through birth like it's just like it's just so scary it is scary it is scary I mean even for me that you know I was so worried that when I had the girls they were gonna you know have to go into NICU you know because obviously where they are they were born four weeks early as well so they were premature they were really small they were sort of four pounds and five pounds so you know they were quite small but they didn't spend any time in the NICU so I was so happy um but we did have to stay in the hospital for a few extra days because their their um blood sugar was quite low but you know they they were fine yeah. and you know they just proved to me that 
you know, I think medical advice is sometimes the best to follow. You can be disappointed about your birth story, but it's what's best for you and, and your babies. Exactly, yeah. As long as the babies are okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to be fair, although I was, I did cry to say, like, I was thinking, like, why isn't my body working? Because... I had so much encouragement just to remind me that we understand you're having twins and we know most like twin mums would say like I just go with a c-section but it is normal and natural to still give birth to twins naturally as well um so because I was bang on that but then even with that I was still like telling myself like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter however they come out it's fine it doesn't matter it doesn't matter um so even though I felt like my body wasn't working, I was still, it wasn't like I was like, no, we have to do it natural. I was still like, okay, whatever whatever we need to do to get them out is fine. And that's yeah, the most important yeah. thing. Because I think some people sort of hold on to like, you have this plan and they hold on to it. Like, no, it has to, yeah. like, it doesn't, it's not always going to go the way you expect it to basically. And it's fine as long as everyone is alive and healthy. It's, that's just the most important thing. Of course. So what yeah. was it like for you guys taking um, taking a girl's own? So, I don't know, are you Nigerian or Ghanaian? I'm neither. <laughs> you know what, I'm... I'm an, I didn't expect everybody I'm an, to be Nigerian. I know. I'm an adopted Nigerian. My husband's Nigerian. So I'm, oh. I'm, I am now Nigerian. But I'm actually half Gambian and half Sierra Leonean. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. still have people. It's okay. Oh. We accept you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, what, what you I said, really how was it like taking them home? Yeah, how was it like taking? I know, obviously, I think it's typical for like Ghanaian and Nigerian um, grandparents to just come over and yeah. um, kind of just help out. But what was your experience like? You know what? It it was actually really nice. I feel like you know this just this was a time that showed me how supportive the family were. And, you know, my mum was quite involved. My husband's mum was quite involved. One of my aunties was really involved. You know, they would bring food round. Um, you know, they'd make sure that we've got enough. And, you know, obviously my, my mother-in-law as well wanted to do the first bath, you know, and I was trying to say, well, you know, the, the babies are not fully Nigerian. You have to take care of, of the way you're going to bath <laughs> these babies, you know. Um, you know, because obviously I know the tradition, they can be a little bit rough. So for me, I had a little bit of anxiety just in terms of, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. these little small girls, they were so tiny and I just, you know, was so protective of them. But it, it just showed yeah. that the family were really supportive and they were, you know, hands-on in helping. But I think for us, we were quite independent. So even though they, they wanted to help, we kept saying, oh, you know, we've got this, we can do this. And, you know, we kind of just yeah. went with the flow yeah. and ended up just doing things. And people kept saying, oh, how, how are you managing to do this? How are you managing to do that? And I'm like, well, we're just doing it. We're just winging yeah, it. No, you yeah. just have to do it. You have no choice yeah. but to, to get on and cope with it because your family are not always going to be there. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it was a good experience coming out of hospital, um, you know, just having to be gentle with them and, you know, just carrying them as well. I was like, oh, my God, they're so small. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was lovely, though. Yeah. How was it? I think it, that's the same for me because um, I was in hospital for five days after the girls were born because Amelia, so, yeah. uh, like, Amir is the older one, Amelia is the younger one. They're only a minute apart, but 
Um, Amelia was a little bit smaller than Amira. She was six pounds yeah. and three. So six pounds, three ounces. And she, um, they wanted to just like, just make sure she was okay. So we were there for yeah. an extra five days. But then while we were there, all my sisters were like coming round, like just helping me. I'm the youngest of five girls. Wow. So all my sisters were like, wow. <laughs> they were all there. And three, and two of them have, had had kids at that time. So they were like bringing me food. My mother-in-law was sending over food. So by the time we went home, I was living with my mum then because I wasn't uh, married at the time. Um, so I went back to my mum's and we just had we just had so much help um my mum yeah. took three weeks off <laughs> off of work to like stay with me obviously my then like my husband he was with us for three he took four, he had four weeks off of work and he was with us for three weeks um before having to go back so we just had a lot of help and because my mum lives in Northampton it's quite We've got a big community, like the church family and everything. So people just kept bringing over yeah. food, coming to see the kids. It was really nice. But I again, like I had a bit of anxiety as well because being in the hospital for five days, I had a lot of help. The nurses, the midwives yeah, and the nurses yeah. were so sweet. Like I had an amazing experience in the hospital. Even in the evenings, they would be like, oh, if you wanted to get sleep, it's fine. We'll pick up the <laughs> twins and give them... <laughs> give them yeah no they were so nice like everybody always has not everyone but I've heard a lot of like experiences that are just not so nice yeah, in the hospital yeah. I don't know if this yeah, is because yeah. it's it was outside London I'm not sure but they were absolutely amazing like I remember waking up and looking around like where are the girls like I actually started getting scared I was like where are they and I literally like forced myself out of bed I was it was so painful and I saw like the the midwives or nurses whoever they were they were feeding the girls and they were like remember we told you we'll come and get them and like feed them for you so don't worry go back to bed it was just really really sweet so when I got home it was I had a bit of anxiety because I was thinking it's not the same I don't have professionals now it's just us like I don't want to do anything wrong it was and I like literally I was saying saying to my mum I had been saying to my mum before I had the girls like mum this Nigerian bath that you want to do for these girls. Like I had been warning her before the girls were born. <laughs> I told her, I was like, I don't want you to use this. I, d- I didn't even know that they use palm oh, oil to bath yeah, the baby. I was like, there. when my mom started telling me, oh my goodness, like I had a lot of anxiety around that. So I had warned my mom, like, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want that. And like, we actually had arguments about <laughs> it because she was like, it's your culture. It's your tradition. You can't not. I was just, oh my goodness. But yeah, going back home, it was, um, it was nice to have community but at the same time I was a bit anxious like I think it's because we had been in the hospital for five days after they were born and just knowing the treatment that I got in the hospital I was scared that I wouldn't be able to like keep up with that at home whereas like some people say that they couldn't wait to get home but it wasn't the same for me I just felt so I felt like the twins were safe and secure in the hospital because we had all the help (laughs) and the advice Yeah. yeah yeah but yeah we eventually adjusted 
but that that's kind of nice to um highlight because obviously um, we do hear a lot of um, yeah. kind of negative experiences from hospitals and it is good to kind of hear positive ones as well because it's not all doom mm-hmm. and gloom and I think when people are going to into labor there is this kind of um some people are scared and and of course they have a right to be because there's some hospitals that are just <laughs> not <laughs> they're just not the place yeah. to be but um I'm quite curious to kind of ask both of you how, like, well, of of course, um, you might have had help, but the first night where you were left alone with um, the kids, um, the twins, because I remember my first night um, when we went home, um, I don't know about Vicky, but Fred and I, my husband, um, we ended up thinking that um, Lex mm. had colic because from when he when we were at the hospital, he was an angel. <laughs> And Fred, Fred was literally like, oh, my gosh, my baby's going to cry. Oh, my God, I've got a good baby. Nah, this is going to be easy. This is going to be easy. So we get home and he just starts crying and crying and crying to the point that we're just like, no, this, this, we've got to return it. Something wrong with <laughs> Only to find out, no, it's just what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the the first night coming back from oh, the hospital, it was a little bit anxiety provoking. Oh, who's awake? <laughs> it was a little bit anxiety provoking. Um, you know, just knowing that you have to do it all by yourself now, and um, you know, I had to try and stick to the regime that the nurses were saying every two hours. You know, feed them, and you know. But luckily for me, the girls were really calm. They were quiet. They didn't cry too much. Um, so it was pretty good. I think for me, my issue was the feeding. So obviously, like my my milk yeah, didn't come it... for a while, and you know I had to use Aptimil as a substitute, and you know just trying to yeah. make bottle feeds. And my husband is trying to make one feed whilst I'm feeding one baby, and then we're trying to feed both babies at the same time, and then change the nappies. Yeah. And then imagine you're trying to do this every two hours. I'm like, when am I actually going to sleep? Mm-hmm. So it, it's yeah. really difficult at first to you know, get that routine down. But once you're used to it, it just comes easy. It comes natural to you. And then you kind of find something that works for you. Um, you know, so the, yeah, the first night wasn't yeah. too bad. Obviously, as the kind of weeks went on, we picked up something that just worked for us and we kind of worked in tandem. So he he would make the bottles. We'd try and feed them at the same time. Yeah. Change their nappies at the same time. It wasn't too bad. Wow, this is sounding so much easier than me having one I'm just like, nope. No matter how nice you make it sound, it's not for me. <laughs> oh, no. Can, can, can I swap my son for... Well, my girls did have colic as well. and We had to change bottles because of it, you know. It wasn't easy, but that was kind of as they got a little bit older. So, like, the first couple of weeks, yeah, was, yeah. it was a dream. And then when they started developing personality and attitudes, you know, <laughs> that's when the problem started. <laughs> uh, ours was completely different. Mm-mm. The girls, uh, I was so tired, man. I think the first night, um, my husband, it affected my husband more because I had been, yeah. he wasn't allowed to stay over at the hospital for the nights that we were there. Oh, so he hadn't yeah. fully experienced it. Like he had to leave around nine o'clock every evening. Um, 
uh, yeah, you were speaking about um, you going back home. Yeah, so for the fu- the first few nights, it was literally just me and the girls in the hospital. So I think I had sort of adjusted to basically not sleeping because yeah. it was it was crazy to I w- I felt like I was waking up every hour because I would feed Amira and then Amelia would be hungry then I'd feed Amelia by the time she's gone back to sleep and Amira would wake up again it just felt like I was waking up every hour every other hour um and I kind of just adjusted to not really sleeping yeah uh, but when we got home that was my husband's first night experiencing it as well um and he just, I just remember the next morning laughing at him because he just looked so shattered. Like, <laughs> and I just remember laughing, thinking, oh, so now you know what I've been dealing with at the hospital. I'm so done. <laughs> Even though I got a bit of help at the hospital, to be fair, but um, he just looked like, what the hell is this? Like, we just weren't sleeping. Um, yeah. And we were just kind of going with the flow. So it would just be when they wake up, cry. And it just felt like they were always hungry. And they didn't yeah, want to yeah. sleep. Yeah. So um, where Hazel was saying that her kids were just really good and quiet and stuff, I'm like, hmm, my girls were not. Um, Amelia was more, Amelia like, I think Amelia was a lot quieter. Amira just loved being cuddled. She loved attention. She loved from the start, like, be, being next to me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, she was always crying in the night. It took us a long, a while before they were settled in the evenings. Like, so yeah, the first night was for, the first few nights for me at the hospital um, were a little bit easier because I got help. But at home, it was um, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> the first, not even the first night. I would say like the first two weeks were really difficult for me. We obviously we were just pushing through, but I just was so tired. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I yeah, imagine I definitely that. cried the first night, though. This is not the life I chose. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think I think I cried a brief, you know, brief little bit as well, but not because of the kids, but my own pain. Because yeah. I, I wanted to keep moving around, like I was fine, and forgetting that yeah. I actually just had a C-section. Yeah, to get out of bed. Like oh, I had to painful. do some kind of roly poly <laughs> to get off the side of the bed. Mm. It was it was painful for like the first at least like the week, or should I say? I, I wouldn't say a week actually. The first couple of days it was a little bit yeah. painful, but I was high on painkillers, um, so that was helpful. But yeah, just to the, the C section experience was a little bit tough trying to you know carry the kids as well feed Mm -hmm. them and then still kind of look after your own physical health yeah Mm -hmm. but just quickly before we kind of switch topics um for you Gloria did you um breastfeed or did you have to supplement as well um yeah I definitely we started off straight with breast uh breastfeeding and supplement as well so we were doing breastfeeding and aptamil I think right from the start, I said to like before I even had the girls, I said to myself that I want I want to breast mainly breastfeed, but I don't want to put pressure on myself in case yeah yeah nothing in case like my milk isn't my milk supply isn't really enough for them. So um, we started with both straight away. Yeah, no, I I get that what you mean. I remember. Um, I think I I felt quite a lot of pressure, and I think as a new mum depending on what kind of information you have around you 
um, it can be so difficult trying to just navigate your, just trying to make a decision for yourself. Because mm-hmm. I remember as soon as Lex wasn't even a week, and already people are like, "Oh no, he eats too much." No, mm-hmm. breast milk. Oh no, breast milk is just like water. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, this one he has to drink formula. formula. I'm just like, can you just give me like at least a month? Yeah. <laughs> the breastfeed and I remember actually going to one of my midwife appointments and saying to my midwife well you know like I'm struggling like it feels like I'm waking up like every 45 minutes to feed um like can can I supplement and she was literally the reply I got it just left me so disheartened she was literally like why would you want to do that Uh like like you have breast milk (laughs) why and it just left me feeling like oh some people oh okay (laughs) it just made you feel like you know how could you give your child you know formula oh my gosh it's the Mm. devil's work i know i know what you mean it's just like it's the same thing yeah listen fed is best exactly and full as well as long as they're full honestly like Mm -hmm. i just don't get it Mm -hmm. this perception of like if you don't if you give formula like no your your child is just not going to come out right Mm -hmm. No, I was given the girls' formula from the start. Like, we actually had a pack of, you know, the mini Aptamil bottles. We had that with us as soon as we went into, as soon as I went into hospital on the Monday, like, ready. Um, My midwife was so amazing. Um, She just used to say to me all the time, like, you know, we'll we'll push for for you to breastfeed them, but always have the Aptamil, whatever formula you want, ready, because you never know what's going to happen. Like when they they just might not latch on or so many different things happen. And I didn't want to like, just be like, oh, I'm bang on breastfeeding and then it doesn't go right. And then that just drives me into depression or it drives Mm. me to feel like my body isn't working again or Mm. something. So right from the start, I just said, if, if they take breast milk, great. If they don't, it's also fine we've got formula ready and then I think what happened was um one of the girls preferred breast milk to formula um and Amira wasn't really latching onto my boob properly because she was she had a tongue tie so um up until the time we were able to cut that off um she wasn't really having as much breast milk as Amelia was um, but yeah. eventually they they were taking they were having more breast milk than Actimil anyway. Even so, we were just using the Actimil as a top up just to make sure that they would yeah. fall, so that I had a little bit more time to sleep. Um, yeah. But yeah, they yeah. ended up breastfeeding until they were eighteen months. So it just doesn't. I don't think it matters how you start. Like it just well. whatever works for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't planned though. It was not planned. <laughs> It wasn't planned, it just happened that way. For a month, like literally I lasted for a month and I was just like, yep, this is it, I'm done. (laughs) 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 Wasn't that stressful, kind of like, how how do you even breastfeed twins or feed twins, like? There are ways that you can, you can, you know, place the babies. You can, it's easier if you're using like a pregnancy pillow. Mm-hmm. And then okay. you kind of rest them on top and then you can breastfeed, you know, each on either side. But it's always good to have an extra pair of hands just to help move the help. babies around. Yeah. And, you know, I always found bottles easier, to be honest. But I mean, from my from my experience, I had a lot of aunties saying, oh, you know, are you breastfeeding? Are you breastfeeding? And I always felt a little bit like I was inadequate because, yeah. you know, my kid, you know, the, ba- the, ga- the babies couldn't actually latch on at first. 
So straight yeah. away I was in giving Aptamil. Then when my milk did come in, again, because they couldn't latch, I was having to express my milk. Yeah. So I had yeah. to use the, you know, the pump and, you know, pump my milk out. And, you know, even then it wasn't as much milk as I was seeing other women make. So I was always having to top up with the Aptamil. Yeah. Then, you know, when it got to about eight weeks or so, then I thought, you know, let me try breastfeeding. And they were finally able to latch, but then one of my nipples was flat. So then they could only oh, really yeah. breastfeed from one. Mm. So I, again, I just had to keep pumping. And so that was my routine. You know, I was I would pump a few times a day and then I would also top up with the Aptamil. And that was my routine for about six months until I decided, actually, I'm going to go back to work. And so yeah. that's, you know, that's when I slowly, slowly started cutting down. So I think it was when they were coming up to about a year. That's when I fully stopped expressing my milk. Yeah. And it just got to a point where when the aunties were saying, oh, you know, are you breastfeeding? I just say, yes, they're having breast milk. Like that's all they need to know. Yeah. So long as the kids are eating and they're healthy and they're growing, you know, that's what was most important. So, yeah, but I did find I did find breastfeeding slightly difficult and. You know, not every woman, I guess, is is able to do that. Yeah, yeah, and it's perfectly fine. No, I mean, you've done anyway. You both did well anyway, because at the end of the day, it's not even like one human being that you're feeding. You're feeding two. Two. (laughs) If anybody complains, a lot in the face because it is, isn't it? It is. No, I could definitely commend you ladies. I don't know how you do it. I don't think I would ever be able to. And I'm praying to God I never have to. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to? <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? If you're put in that situation, you'll be shocked how well you do. Yeah. Yeah. Because as much as I, I say shocked. it was like... I don't want to be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I understand, but whew, it is well. Everybody <laughs> has different strengths. <laughs> how would you guys like summarize how the first year was? Hmm. <laughs> For us, it was a lot of going with the flow. I can't yeah. lie. Um, I did. I think when the girls were about three weeks, I tried to put them into a like routine. Um, and some days it went well and some days it didn't. And then I was just like, do you know what? I'm going to do what feels right for me. Um, obviously as long as like the kids are comfortable and they're, they're well fed and everything, I'm going to do what feels right for me with that day. Cause you know, when you've just had kids, it's like your hormones are all over the place. Yeah, you might feel yeah, good yeah. one day and then just might feel really low the next. And yeah. I just was like, do you know what I'm going to, so some days we'd wake up, I'd give them a bath uh, we would like go down to the living room and would start the day and everything. And then other days I'll be like, I just want to stay in my bedroom and just not and let them wear their pajamas all day. And then they have a bath yeah. in the evening or I'll wait for my mom. So I just started going with the flow and doing what was good for me for like my mental yeah. health. Um, yeah. And then I feel like when my husband and I moved in together, because we moved in together when the girls were about seven months it was again going with the flow because we were now adjusting to living with one another and yeah. having the kids. And then I started work when the girls were eight months. Um, so yeah, I think the first year I would say it was a lot of just winging it and going with the flow. Yeah. And I mm. wouldn't change that because it was 
I was sort of able to like do what felt right for me and for my husband in that moment. Like if we were tired, we just would forget the schedule. We would just do whatever we needed to do to stay sane. Um, Because it does get really overwhelming. Like you've got these two kids that are at exactly the same stage. And it's like, you have to, like, they both could be hungry at exactly the same time. They both need this at exactly the same time. It's, um, it literally felt like when one would cry, it would set the other one off. Like they just happened to always be hungry at the same time. (laughs) They happened to sometimes poo at the same time. It was just very overwhelming. And um, going with the flow was just really helpful for us. So I would say, yeah, first year was, we were just winging it, man. Yeah, I, I totally agree, to be honest, with everything you've just said. Uh, that's exactly the same experience yeah. for me. I just feel like for the first year, we just winged everything. And, you know, we, we just played it by ear. And, you know, s- you know, just to see how the girls got on with certain things. We did try to have a bit of routine. So, like, when we were feeding them, you know, we might try to say, OK, we're going to feed them at this time and then at that time. But, again, if it wasn't working for the kids, we would just amend it. If we were mm. tired, we would amend something. And, you know, some nights we we just relax, you know. So for the first year, it was just about learning how they were learning, how they were developing. And they would just surprise us every day. You know, they'd learn a new skill. Mm. They were they were crawling crawling backwards, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, so so what we're gonna do now? <laughs> They've crawled underneath the TV, you know. This is, <laughs> it, you know, it was just literally learning as we went along. And you know, everyone used to say to us, "Oh, you know, how are you doing it?" We are just learning every single day. Yeah. Learning. Still are. Just, wait, was that you still are. Yeah. Yeah, and what Hazel said about like just them surprising you, I think that was always like the gift or like the yeah, the gift of like not the suffering, but like, you know, like the really the the really hard days. Like you'd have a really bad day and then they'll do something and you'd be like, Oh and it would just kind of like you'd forget about everything. Yeah, it's just worth it. It makes everything worth it. And even just seeing them grow together, I feel like even when we have hard days now um, and the girls do something, it's just like, oh, you girls. <laughs> like it, just, it just makes you just laugh or just... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, having two is hard, but then, like, just seeing the little things they do just make you smile. Yeah. You just kind of forget yeah. What is... Um, I want to kind of ask uh, one more question, but before I get to that, I just wanted to kind of um, ask you guys, how has it kind of been trying to, um, like, obviously you're now, um, you know, a mom. You're um, to two twins. Um, that your new role and just how you balance that with your partner, because obviously for for me, I can imagine. Of of course, I always kind of use the analogy of it's, it's like one more person in between, kind of like your love and just trying to kind of maintain it can can be difficult but I can't imagine having two people in between your love if that makes sense um (laughs) so um like I said before when I had the girls my hubby and I weren't actually living together we weren't married either so I think in a way it kind of still kept things romantic and spicy Mm. because it was like okay he was in London I was in Northampton he was coming every weekend coming up to Northampton every weekend and because I was living with my mum so when he would come 
we would spend family time but then yeah me and him would actually be able to go out on dates and stuff because my mum was there over the weekend so yeah. it's like okay leave the kids we're gonna go out for dinner dates we're gonna go to the cinema we used to do Sunday lunches together it was really nice um and I just needed that because through the week, Monday to Friday, it was just me and the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we moved in together, it was actually, I thought it would be, but it would work better, but it was more difficult because then we didn't have like my mom or whatever just there that we could just leave the kids with. Um, yeah. I think that the kids definitely take a lot of time and a lot of mental and physical energy. Um, yeah. and I, I was literally just saying to my friend earlier, like now that we're all at home, I'm even more tired because mm. when the girls go to bed, it's like, sometimes we fall asleep, putting them to sleep and then we wake each other <laughs> up. And then we're just like, like yesterday he was like, don't you want to watch Insecure? Cause like the, a new episode yeah. came out and yeah. I was just like, I'm so tired. And he had been saying it like every other day since like, I don't know what day, like maybe like Tuesday. And then yeah. we eventually watched it last night and I feel like you're so tired to even like open your eyes <laughs> yeah and like give time to one another so it's definitely an intentional thing and it's something yeah. that we've spoken yeah. about a lot like sometimes when my husband feels neglected or like just like oh you're just thinking about the kids all the time whatever um I know I know when he feels that way like sometimes he says it but sometimes his body language yeah. says it um, yeah <laughs> And then I think it's just about being intentional. And um, and I think for him, I just tell him, you have to understand that, like, since I've had these girls, my body and my mind has literally switched on to them. Like, yeah, I can yeah. literally just, I know that, I know who's crying. Like, mm. I know if it's Amira, I know if it's Amelia, and I'm quick to jump on to figure out what's going on. And that just naturally takes a lot of my energy. Um, yeah. So I feel like it does affect it does affect like the attention and love that we give to one another. But I think when we're intentional, we appreciate it so much more. Like when we intentionally do things with one another or do things for one another, we appreciate it so much more because we know we're both tired. We both like are just we just want to sleep sometimes, but we still make that time to stay up to watch a movie and stuff. I think we just appreciate it more because mm. we know yeah. that it's hard. It's hard to like get create that time. Also, I would say sorry if I'm babbling on. No. Um, the, like having family is just so and like that support system is so, has been key for us like my mother-in-law has the girls all the time my mom comes over to help us like with the kids so we can go out on date nights like I have my sisters so we do have help but then sometimes like just to plan a date night you have to start taking your kids all the way to someone's house yep. just because and it's so it's long, long. Okay. yeah like <laughs> yeah it's just so long you have to pack the bag you have to make sure they have everything just mm-hmm. so that you can go out for two hours it's just so long but um yeah the support system is key for us still yeah i i agree actually i think you know i actually like the word you use intentional and um you know i think obviously now that the girls are older I think you know family and friends find it easier to look after them whereas Mm -hmm. when they were a lot younger you know a lot of people didn't want to to take them Mm. you know they said oh they're too little so obviously like for the first year of having the kids it was quite difficult it was more just me and him so family was supported but from afar if that makes sense so literally for the first year it was really difficult because all our focus and attention were 
on the kids you know we have to do this for them we have to look after them we have to take them here there and I think slowly we did kind of you know forget ourselves a little bit and forget Mm. the importance of you know the relationship but I think as time went on I think you know as you mentioned it was about intention and it was just about intentionally making time for each other you know making sure that we're doing things that we both enjoy so if we've put the kids to bed now you know, this evening, for example, the kids are asleep. We might decide, oh, let's watch Marvel. Let's watch something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's just a bit of time that we can spend together. But trying to, yeah. trying to organise date nights, that, that one is not easy. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I, have, to, I have to literally ask my mum, you know, in advance to say, are you free on this Saturday? Are you free on that Sunday? And sometimes I feel bad because that's her time. Like, that's mm-hmm. her yeah. Saturday. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to be intentional for myself and for my own relationship yeah. to say, yeah. we need this time as well. Yeah. But, you know, I think, yeah, definitely just it's about time and it's about understanding how the other person's feeling and just putting it into context. Like, you know, yes, you're you're now a family, but you were married. Like for, in my case, anyway, I was married first. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I have to I have to make sure that the marriage also bears weight. Yes, we have kids, but, you know, the kids are going to they're going to grow up. They're going to leave the nest and I'm going to be left True. with my husband. So I need to make sure that I'm you know catering to him so it's yeah, it's been yeah. it's been a difficult journey but you know we're we're keeping everything together and yeah I think things are really working out and you know it's, it's good that the girls are seeing everything that's positive in the family so yeah 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 no that that's beautifully said and I was I was gonna say for me, I result in um, I result to blackmail. <laughs> if you're not if you're not gonna take Lex, I'm sorry, I'm not having another child. <laughs> that's my that's my own contribution. Yeah. For again for the next few. Someone said to me the other day, "Now is the perfect time to have another child." where your mum is looking after these two kids. Just have another one so she still has energy to look after the extra oh one. My you know? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were saying that obviously it's, it's good to have kids around the same age, yeah. not to leave yeah, too much yeah. of a gap. But I guess it's only when you're ready and, you know, you have to think, when you've got twins, you have to think about your finances. Exactly. Well. Yeah. You know, yeah. childcare That's... alone is, is a myth. Yeah. And, you know, you have to think about clothes and food and your own general lifestyle mm-hmm. and living and, you know, just yeah you have to kind of think about things before you you know actually say you want to have twins yeah as much as it's a blessing it comes with a lot of things you have to consider yeah yeah yeah. and even just to um again add to what hazel said about like you feel bad or you feel guilty like having other people look after your kids I didn't necessarily feel guilty but it took me a long time to even allow other people to look after my kids because everybody around us did not like like my sisters my mother-in-law and obviously my mom none of them had have ever had twins and I always felt like yes you know how to raise one child you know how to look after one baby but you have never looked after twins before and so I just felt like no one was really qualified to yeah the way yeah the way you do it exactly yeah and I feel like it was only my sister that for a long time it was only one of my sisters that I really trusted that she knew what my girls needed and she would do it the way that I would. And for a long time, it was her who was doing it. 
the first time that I eventually took my kids to like my mother-in-law's house I was like saying oh this she needs this and I think she got a bit offended because I was like you know when she and she's like I know she was like I know these things it's all right and I was just telling her like no when she cries this way this is what it is and she was just laughing at me but I I had a lot of anxiety (laughs) so yeah it is it was hard as well just like eventually allowing people to even look after them because you just think you haven't had twins before you don't understand like how intense it is yeah yeah but just to kind of like um round it off um I was gonna ask both of you um what has been kind of like the funniest thing about like um having twins has there been like a moment that you've just like I don't know because for me I can't I I think maybe I'll just forget who who is who. <laughs> <laughs> or, or something silly like that but <laughs> are there any stories you can share with us oh gosh um, yeah there's um to be honest these these kids actually make me laugh every day yeah. like there's always there's always yeah. something that they do that just cracks me up but I think my husband makes me laugh the, the most and you know obviously there's times when he's kind of got them mixed up and he went to go and get the passport photos done and he had to get it witnessed and he's he's gone and got the witness to sign the wrong you know the one of the child's name on the wrong picture oh my god and we're we're there debating for like half an hour which child is which (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh and i had to i had to make him go and do the passport photos again i was like no this is the wrong child this is the wrong name That must be difficult, though, because they look so alike. They did. That's the thing. They actually did look alike. Like, when they were born, we put them in... Like, one was wearing spots, one was wearing stripes. And that's how it was for, like, the first couple of months. Yeah. Like, or yeah. one is wearing plain and one is wearing patterns, oh, wow. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't easy. That's so funny. My <laughs> girls look nothing alike. Some people still try and say they do, but they don't look alike at all. So it wasn't like that for us. I think for me, I would only get mixed up in the in the evening because obviously, like, you know, sometimes when you're like, it's quite dark and you feed the baby and like, which one did I feed again? Like, you don't remember. But if the lights were on, I would have known who was who because they don't yeah. look the same and they never have. But then like in the middle of the night, like my husband would be like, so who ate? And I'd be like, I actually don't remember. I could have just <laughs> left one to literally not eat all night. I'm sure she would have cried, but... I, I literally would get confused in the evening. I'd be like, I don't remember who I fed. I don't remember who's, whose nappy got changed. Like, just having those two, even though they look nothing alike, it just, we still used to get mixed up when we were obviously just tired and half asleep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the girls make me laugh all the time, man. Like, just, especially now that they're talking. Like, oh, when they yeah, when they yeah. talk to each other, it's so funny. Or, like, when they see their friends and their friends are like, oh, look, it's the twins. And they look at, they say, mommy, look, they just said we're twins. And, like, the first time I realised <laughs> that they knew they were twins, I was so shocked that they knew they were twins. They just said, because there was another pair of twins at their nursery. And I said, oh, do you know Sophie and Sophia? And they said, and Amelia said, oh, yeah, they're twins like me and my sister. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was just so cute. Like... The fact that they know that they're twins, but they still laugh when their friends are like, Mommy, it's the twins. Like, they just start laughing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cute. That is actually so weird. That is a good... I, I've never thought about that in terms of, like, do twins no, actually know that they're yeah. twins? I think that's Because <laughs> I didn't even know the girls knew until they said it. Like, Amelia just said it once, and I was like, you know your twins? And she was like, yes, Mommy. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the 
well, I don't want to use the word positive. It's all positive all around. Positive for me. (laughs) 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 The outcome for me is, you know, at least they get to grow up together and they get to share Mm -hmm. their same experiences together. So it's not like, you know, you have one child and then a few years and you have another and then one is looking after the other. It's like they care to look after each other, do Mm -hmm. things together and just share everything together. So I quite like that in that sense. Yeah, they do look out for each other a lot. I love it. Love it. Is there there kind of anything that um, you guys want to kind of share as we um, round off? Or um, are you like, yeah, I've I've poured as much as I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In what sense, though, for like other twin moms or... As in just uh, um, other twin moms, mums in general, um, yeah. Um, I think for me, it would be like, um, my whole thing is just like letting go of the idea of perfection um, mm-hmm. as being yeah. like the perfect mum. I think that's like been a major thing for me. I think that's the reason why I started sharing about the kids as well and like my journey of motherhood, because I think there's a lot of, um, we do, as mothers, I think we deal with a lot of like, that I, we deal with the idea of perfection because yeah. we obviously want the best for our kids. Um, yeah. And then you go online and you see, you know, mums that have got everything laid out, you know, mm. plastic free. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm not saying these are bad things. They're, like, they're great, whatever you're into. But then I think sometimes it can make you question, like, am I doing enough for my child? Should yeah, I not be definitely. doing that? Some parents aren't giving their kids cowpaw because it's got too much sugar in it and all that. Yeah. And yeah. you start questioning yourself. And I think you know yeah. what's good for you, yourself, your journey, your children. And like just letting go of the idea of perfection and just doing what's best for you. Like I think even sharing online with the kids, sometimes I'm like, oh no, Amira's hair looks so messy, or Amelia's hair. And I'm like, oh, Do you know, yeah. I'm gonna share it because this is what, what's happening right now. Like if you're upset that my child's hair's out and not braided or whatever, that's that's, yeah. that's your yeah. problem. That you know, yeah. that's just our reality. And I think if there's one thing that I would like say is just like there's no such thing as perfection like and even if people are pulling it off well online um you know I don't know what's happening exactly like my house was always when we had the girls the house was always a state and I had such good advice before I had the kids from my manager who was like a big influence or like in with the way that I wanted to raise my kids and she just used to say to me when you have guests come to see the kids don't clean up don't worry about looking like you know just let them see you as comfortable as you are to be seen um so yeah like sometimes the house would be a mess it is what it is like it's fine you're trying to like navigate this whole journey of motherhood it's fine yeah that's that's what I would say yeah that's yeah that's pretty good actually and and to be honest the only advice that I can really give is just to just to trust your gut really is you know use your intuition you know there's a lot of people who are going to give you advice tell you oh this is how you should be raising them this is Mm. what you should be doing this is what you should be feeding them. This is what you should, you know, but at the end of the day, do what's best for you. Use what you have, you know, just do things for yourself in your own, you know, whatever you're, you're capable of doing, you know, just, just wing it basically, you know, a lot of people are going to tell you, oh, this is what's good for your child. But if you're, you're the one who has the experience in looking after your child, you're, you're the expert, you know, and you don't have to be perfect as, as you said, Gloria, you know, just, um, 
just be a good mum, really. That's all you can do. Definitely. Um, wow, that, that, that last part was um, very... It just left me kind of thinking a lot as well. Um, thank you guys for sharing that. It's been um, amazing having both nice. of you guys on. Thank you. Yeah. It's been fun, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think whilst we've been speaking as well, for me, like, it's, it's, it is that kind of, obviously, you guys have been com- trying to kind of figure out, oh, how would it be, like, with yeah. one child and me on the other spectrum as well? I'm trying to think, how how would it be, like, having me. <laughs> How would life be Not if me. I was, you know, on the other side as well? <laughs> But no, that that's been amazing. Um, thank you guys for sharing with us. Um, do you guys want to kind of shout out your handles where people can find you? Yeah. Um, so again, I'm Hazel, and you can find me on Instagram, Honestly Hazel, or you can find my blog online, HonestlyHazel.com. Yeah. And I'm Gloria, and you can find me on Instagram at Gloria Shade, without a H. And um, on my blog at GloriaShade.com and on Twitter, which I only just started recently, but Gloria X Shade. Yeah. Yay. So, guys, go ahead, Thank follow you. them, follow Thank them, follow them. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.